Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Tremble, the horror movie podcast. I'm your host, Chris. With me, as always, is Stephen Taylor. How are you two doing? Pretty good. Yeah, doing okay. I'm excited about this week, for sure. Yes. Yeah, we got a horror movie classic, Double Bill. Uh, Because, you know, it's funny because we cover a lot of different movies, and we cover some that are, like, really obscure, and we cover some Mm -hmm. that, like... Most people wouldn't be wouldn't know of like I know when we did the reanimator episode I got a bunch of emails of people being like never heard of this movie what I, yeah I I'm <laughs> fucking blown away by that I feel like reanimator in certain uh in certain aspects is like tentpole horror is like oh totally you, I, you know I, there there's so many there's so many avenues that we wouldn't have have gotten if it wasn't for reanimator i mean fuck the name stuart gordon alone was formed off of that movie right like yeah. what <laughs> oh no totally but like it, it's one of those things where i'm like huh i've watched reanimator probably like at least 10 times cuz i mm-hmm. love the movie but mm-hmm. like it it astounds me but this is like one of those things where like Everyone knows the two movies we're covering and the next two recordings, and that's uh, Psycho, which we're doing this one, and then Jaws on the next one. Uh, both movies that I think are like so instrumental to like horror as a genre. Uh, you know, you don't have horror without Psycho. You don't have the horror blockbuster without Jaws. Uh, you know, big uh, big influences in the horror genre and. Uh, you know, there was a. We actually got a lot of emails. I had a hard time picking to, <laughs> taking it down to some, but like, it, it's one of those things where, yeah, I think everyone knows these movies and uh, they're pretty well well formed in people's consciousness. But like, it was interesting because for me, I had never seen Psycho and Psycho in full. Um, I had oh, wow. seen the opening, and I knew. I, I think it's one of those movies that's got like the uh, Planet of the Apes effect, where I've had the whole movie spoiled for me. So it's oh, kind of been yeah, like, yeah, yeah. why watch it when I've seen or at least heard of the whole thing? But going and watching it and actually seeing like every little part of it, I'm like, okay, this is why it's a classic. It's it's yeah. There's a reason why it's held in in high regard, even if you know in your mind you think you know everything about this movie. I don't think you fully comprehend just how good it is until you actually watch it yourself. So, uh, same. Oh, same for you. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, I can't tell if my microphone's working sometimes. I'm having some issues. Um, I was pretty much the same way in that I had known, I'd seen obviously that scene from Psycho, the scene that everyone's seen. Uh, yeah. And I knew the twist at the end with Norman Bates and everything. But you, you don't actually you don't actually know the full movie until you, you watch it. I mean, that yeah. scene, that titular scene, mm-hmm. if you haven't actually seen the movie, you would assume that happens in the climax, closer to the end of the movie, when in reality, that's kind of what, kicks a lot of stuff off and and yeah. and puts forward the movie a little bit so mm-hmm. yeah it's it's interesting because i yeah i'd only seen little bits and pieces even though i knew everything about the movie going into it 
not everything about the movie, but the, the mm-hmm. plot points at least, uh, going into it was still a, a great experience because it's just a good movie in general. Yeah. There's a lot oh, going love- on beyond what you just know of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love this. I love the fact that that it's like kind of like a it, it's a, a full discovery to you guys now. And for me, it's like, uh, I mean, I know this movie backwards and forwards and inside out and like so freaking well. And I also think it's really funny that uh, Kurt, that you started talking about Reanimator, especially when it comes to Psycho, because Reanimator's entire opening, like the the opening sequence and the music is. Totally is an homage Psycho. to Psycho yeah. main theme, uh, and I, there's just so much about Psycho. Like, like um, even if you guys had never seen the movie, you guys have seen so many homages and so many references to it through, you know, not just horror but other genres, parody and and cartoons and everything. You you've seen it so many times. I mean, well, fuck. If you watch The Simpsons, you've already seen them parody the shower scene with maggie and homer in the basement like Mm -hmm. it's it's all of this stuff is so uh, iconic and 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 it's uh, beyond homage now at this point totally but uh yeah tend to tend to really dive into this movie um the official summary of psycho is marion disappears after stealing money from her employer her lover and sister try to find her and end up reaching the infamous bates motel where they meet norman bates pretty pretty cut and dry (laughs) summary (laughs) uh yeah well first time watching well i think we know the answers for uh me and taylor are but uh (laughs) steve when was the first time you watched psycho um, actually, this is really crazy too, because uh, I went to um, I went to elementary school and and uh, junior high in Alberta in Calgary, and uh, I think it was grade eight, seven or eight um, in English class uh, for one of our one of the where they would roll out the old TV of the VCR and you get to watch a movie. We got to watch Psycho. Oh, weird. Uh, as, as watch well, because it was more about the direct translation from from book to screen. Because this came from um, uh, we'd also done Lord of the Flies and a couple other ones, right? Mm. Um, and to be completely honest, this movie gave me some of my first horror nightmares that I've ever had. I could see it. And um, uh, honestly, the the what really i think uh nabbed me the most was um martin balsam's death uh which is yeah. my which is my favorite kill in the movie i know everyone will say the the shower scene but i i love the way that that it's shot the top down thing is so scary to me because there's no music lead up to him coming up the stairs and then going around the corner, all of a sudden, uh, quote unquote, Mrs. Bates comes flying out of the bedroom with the knife. And totally. it's so well put together. Totally. And actually, uh, it scared me. Going into this, I expected the shower scene to be like my number one kill. But spoilers for best kill. But I agree with you. I think it's actually that kill that was, for me, more visually interesting and yeah. more terrifying. It's interesting. Uh, we talk about this before with other movies. In particular, I can think of um, the uh, the one with the scanners. That was it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Where, again, everyone knows of that one particular kill. But then you watch the movie, you're like, wait, you guys were sleeping on some pretty good kills. Like, what were you doing? Like, promoting this yeah. one so much. Um, yeah. So, 
That's, that's interesting. Uh, if I got shown this in elementary school I'd, or high school, I'd probably be a little messed up too. I, yeah, it, it was crazy. What a ballsy move for the teacher. Like, like uh, I mean, I, I give all props to her because that was probably uh, one of my... That would probably be like a, a good pinpoint of uh, some of my intrigue when it came to the genre. And, uh, Laura, uh, you know, part of the reason why I'm here talking to you guys about horror today, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, we have a couple emails. I really had to narrow it down because there was there were some that were kind of like <laughs> repeated the same things more or less, but there were some really good emails. So I had a really tough time narrowing it down. Um, Steven says, "I never realized there were sequels to Cycle. Are any of them worth checking out? I heard Cycle Two was okay. Uh, I've never seen any of these, so I have no idea. Um, um, I enjoyed yeah. some of them." Oh, yeah, I have, and I enjoyed some of them. I I, I haven't revisited any of them in probably uh, twenty years, so it, it it would be definitely something cool. I think for this show, for us to kind of maybe dig up again and reevaluate and see what we think of it, uh, especially the arc of Norman Bates, because I think he he is such a fascinating character that is uh, like in today's day and age of writing a movie he is kind of contrived and stuff like that but mm. um from the era i mean from 1960 like he was fresh original terrifying uh just a monstrous killer hidden in such a meek body um there there is so much to explore so yeah i i honestly i i would definitely throw my hat in the ring of doing uh doing all the sequels mm-hmm. yeah i'm so intrigued by uh the idea that they try and like in the in the sequels they try and like pull the Norman Bates character back out and like there's it sounds like there's like a psychological aspect to it of of that and I'm interested to see how well they treat it uh it I'm assuming the sequels were made fairly soon after uh the original so I'm interested to no. see how they kind of Oh really? 20 25 years? Oh, it was the 80s. It was 80 uh Psycho 2 didn't come out until uh I want to say it was 8 83 yeah so 20, 23 years after yeah okay yeah. Now i'm even kinda... more interested to see what they do with the yeah. character so but... yeah you have an old norman bates that's been in a mental style and they've been reforming him for for decades so that that yeah there's so much history to it when it starts and it flopped at the time you know because it just wasn't something that people wanted but i really think in retrospect the, the weakest thing we're going to think of when it comes to Psycho is going to be the Gus Van Sant remake. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Shot for shot remake. Let me get that in there. Yeah. With a six, what a six, nine, six, ten Vince Vaughn instead of a little meek uh, Anthony Perkins. There's your biggest problem right there. I've heard the movie is not that good. No, it's not, and 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 I mean, it, it's it was basically Miramax giving Gus whatever he wanted after Goodwill Hunting, mm. and yeah, I I mean, fucking ballsy, like, um, such a weirdly ballsy move, but uh, yeah, I mean, casting a big guy like Vince Vaughn as your Norman Bates is always going to be an issue. If it's a, if you cast Ben Wishaw, then it's perfect. Mm. But you know. yeah, I'm trying to s- picture Vince Vaughn saying a boy's best friend is his mother, and all like, it gives me is like, like with the regular Norman Bates, it was still pretty creepy. But with Vince Vaughn, it's like, all right, I think I might just drive away right now instead of staying the night. 
a boy's best friend is a mother. Come on, baby. Come on. Your money. Your boy's <laughs> best friend. Come on. Come on. Although I do say that they cast in the Arborgast role, they put William H. Macy. William H. Macy. I feel like he's kind of a good choice. For Martin Balsam? Definitely. Yeah. I, definitely. I even think that Vigo was a good choice for Sam as well. Yeah. And uh, Anne Heche was an okay choice, and Julianne Moore was an okay choice. Your biggest, and the thing that it all hinges on is Vince Vaughn is too fucking big and imposing to be unassuming. Mm. Mm. It's the biggest fucking problem with the movie. And I, I love Vince Vaughn. I really do. I just, what a fart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Grace says, R.I.P. Anthony Perkins, horror MVP. Was he in other yeah. stuff besides Psycho that was in the mm. horror genre? As far as horror goes, not really. Uh, what's but um, he did give another contribution to horror though, and that will continue. I think to get better and better, uh, the more he does. Is he his? He gave us his son Osgood Perkins. Oh yeah, uh, who did the Black Coat's daughter? Who did uh, Gretel and Hansel? Um, who has, I mean, Gretel and Hansel has his issues, but it looks fucking impeccable. Yeah. That movie is so beautifully shot and he had, he, he definitely has a, a good element of horror under his thumb. And I really want to see where he goes from there. Cause the black coat's daughter, I think is pretty underrated. Yeah. Black coat's daughter is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Hansel Gretel, I had made issues with, but. I still think I still would recommend people check it out. Yeah, you know, it, I, I feel you, like it's studio cut. Yeah, definitely, it felt a little mud, little muddled. But yeah, uh, Alice Creege is amazing in that movie, though, as the witch. She's so fucking good. Yeah, but it's interesting that Anthony Perkins, like, he did a bunch of stuff, but like, really, when you look at his filmography. Uh, he was mostly known for Psycho. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the other stuff, I'm looking at it as filmography. Like I don't know if it. I don't really recognize it. <laughs> it's just it's, it's unfortunate. Although he did apparently star in a horror movie called "I'm Dangerous Tonight" mm-hmm. with uh, yeah. Mad Dynamic. So I don't know. That's interesting. Um. All right. He was in oh. the black hole. All right, so that's how I knew him. Like earlier than that, as a kid, he oh. was uh, Doctor. He was Doctor Durant in the black hole. That's weird. <laughs> and he was on Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah, he was McQueen in that movie. Um, time for some awards. Uh, best line in this movie. Oh boy. Uh, a boy's best friend is his mother. Mm-hmm. One. And uh, I think in that same conversation, he also says, I don't really know anything about birds. I just like stuffing things. Mm, that was great. <laughs> yeah. Kind yeah. of thought that his, his, because uh, I knew the twist of the movie going in that his mother was obviously dead already. Kind of thought that uh, she would look more stuffed considering that whole conversation they had. But, oh well. Yeah. Uh, I really love... Uh the uh the scene with marion crane where he goes she needs me it's not as if she were a maniac a raving thing she just goes a little mad sometimes we all go a little mad sometimes haven't you it's 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 so insightful but yet guarded Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and and he gives a 
there's another line earlier where he's talking about, do you know what the inside of a madhouse is like? And he mm-hmm. gives a very detailed description as if he does know what the inside of a madhouse is like. Yeah. He spent some time. Uh, I, I don't like he would. I, I really like the, 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 the final line, the, the voiceover line is he wouldn't hurt a fly. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one's, that one's an interesting, like, just shot in general, especially with, like, the, like, what they were doing in terms of, like, layering the shot with the different, mm-hmm. like, overlays and stuff. It's kind of cool. Hitchcock is inventing in this whole entire movie. He's consistently inventing in every big shot. I mean, uh, Arbogast going down the stairs. Arbo- like uh, Martin Balsam's walking backwards down the stairs. And I-, I think we do feel that when seeing that scene and everything, but we still, we don't, uh, we, in our minds still, he's falling. Yeah. And like, like we're able to separate that. And there's just so many incredible. Th- I mean, even the the reveal of, of uh, Mrs. Bates' skeleton in the chair in the basement, and then mm-hmm. Bates coming out of the darkness behind her. It's like, oh, it's so perfect. Yeah. Oh yeah, so creepy too. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. the swinging light, like oh, everything. Yeah, that Norman Bates. He's a he's not a regular dude. That's for sure. It kind mm-hmm. of was interesting watching this movie, knowing the twist, and just being like. Uh, I kind of know where they're going with Norman because I think I ended up paying more attention to a lot of the side characters. I don't know why necessarily, but like, I don't know. My favorite line was actually um, Sam Loomis. He says, sometimes Saturday night has a lonely sound. You ever notice that, Lila? I don't know. I really <laughs> like that line. How he delivered That's it a was good great. Yeah. Okay. Um, best performance. I mean, it's got to be Anthony Perkins, right? And Perkins, yeah. Perkins is really, really, really good. Um, although everybody, I, I feel like everybody is plays exactly who they should be. And it, it should be, it should be noted that, that uh, Janet Lee's performance as Marion Crane, women weren't portrayed like her in movies to that point. They weren't, they, they didn't operate in any gray or dark areas. Like, mm. they weren't they weren't like the like this troubled and and um also sexualized at the same time like it was like hitchcock was making huge waves with how he was portraying his 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 women characters at this time um so I, as for as quick as her role is janet lee's performance is so massively important to this movie i bet yeah I was watching it too i i couldn't quite get like okay she steals this all this money and she goes to this hotel and i know that she dies but it mm. makes sense that if she didn't if she hadn't have stolen the money if she was just a random person running away and there was no crime it, it's almost like there wouldn't have been as much follow-up so it kind of sets mm. up this investigator and everyone mm-hmm. coming after and the whole movie and yeah it, it's there's so much more to this movie than just that little clip of the the shower scene you know um, yeah and and psycho started the slasher genre mm. like it it like i, I mean w- way before his time and way before um uh you know carpenter would compound on these uh, on these elements but like uh, you know uh marion crane pays for her sins by getting stabbed to death you know what i mean yeah. and that's the slasher rule and you could say that hitchcock basically started that oh totally um, let's see. Um, 
best kill. I think I mentioned this already, but Abagast, I think mm -hmm. his name is. Yeah. yeah. He's falling down the stairs. Abagast, yeah. I love that. That was so visually inventive. And I, yeah. I don't know. The shower scene's cool, but my issue with the shower scene is, like, it cuts away a lot. So, I mean, obviously a limit of the time period, but, like, it really doesn't just show that much. Um, I, I love that we have Arbogast going down the stairs, and then yeah. he, as soon as he hits the floor, she, quote-unquote, is leaping off the stairs and on his chest stabbing him. Yeah. Like, it, it's such a fucking crazy, like, especially for 1960. Like, holy shit. Yeah, the, the visceral uh, rage of that scene is so crazy. Totally, like linger on it too much either. They kind of mm -hmm. like it's they do it, it's done, and then you're like, oh shit, okay, he's dead now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and the slash across the face too as he's going down the stairs, right? Like that's mm -hmm. fucking that's chilling, you know. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, Taylor, did you say what your favorite kill was? To choose, because that one definitely, especially with the sound where it's like, he's going up the stairs and it's so quiet. I feel like they do that so well. Um, mm -hmm. the, I mean, the, the main shower kill, though, is still really... Because I think I knew exactly what was coming, I was maybe a little more on edge for that scene. I feel like if you hadn't known that there was a kill coming in that shower scene it would have just taken you by surprise uh, but because of it i was a little on edge and i was anxious about it which i think kind of added to it from my um watch through i guess i don't know if that makes any sense but there was like an extra anxiety there because i knew she was gonna get off um mm. and also because it it came way earlier in the movie than i expected it to i mm -hmm. expected her character to be the main character of the movie and for her to have more story happening. Um, so I, I kind of have to put that one as my favorite just because it was, it, it threw my expectations for the movie, which maybe is a more personal experience, but it definitely kind of uh, turned it on his head a bit. And I went, okay, there's so much more to this movie than I originally thought. Yeah. Have you guys ever heard of the documentary that's just about the shower scene? No. Called 7852. Hitchcock's shower scene. Uh, it was directed by uh, Andre uh, Philippe, um, who's who's he basically just focuses on on movie documentaries. Uh, okay. But yeah, this uh, it came out in 2017, and yeah, it just focuses on everything about uh, the shower scene. And I believe 7852 trends. I think that is the script, the script notes, the script pages, or something like that. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, fascinating, absolutely fascinating film, uh, and would be a good back-to-back -back watch with this, and then um, the Anthony Hopkins Hitchcock film, which I also think is very well done. Um, but uh, Philippe just did the Leap of Faith William Friedkin documentary. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good horror documentaries these days. I feel like there's absolutely almost too much. To, <laughs> like trying to it's... find everything. It's like it's like my, it's like my basket of rubies is all the film documentaries. <laughs> it's just like I love them. I eat that shit up. It's just it's everything to me. Oh, totally. And I, you know, there's there's so many good ones. I mean, I I was for the longest time like if I was bored, I would just throw on the Friday the Thirteenth one, even though it's like mm -hmm. seven hours long. And I'm like, why <laughs> am I doing this? This is an entire day. Mind you, if you're hungover, you know, throwing on a seven-hour documentary is not the worst way to spend a hangover day. 
So, mm -hmm. and that's how I feel about um, like I, I believe in the last episodes I talked about in Search of Darkness those uh, Shutter uh, produced document. Actually, it was Corey Taylor from Slipknot produced them. Okay. Um, and I mean, not only is it a good, is a cool look at all the different tropes of the '80s horror and everything that break it up, but they also go year by year and give you like a whole a whole listing of, uh, of you know some movies that you've heard of, some movies that you've seen and you know well, or some movies that you just see on the cover for from when we were a kid and you're like, oh, I never actually got to check out uh, mm -hmm. this movie and. And gives you a little deeper understanding and all of a sudden you're writing like a, a running list of movies that you're going to be checking out or in in our case uh, a running list of movies that we're going to submit to kurt and be like can you work these into the <laughs> schedule somewhere oh totally yeah and and honestly i think each of the the first and the second of those documentaries it's like four hours long yeah but the, the segments where they actually talk about the movies are a little bit shorter so you can kind of come in and out of it like i yeah, haven't yeah. finished the first one yet um, but it's easy enough that you can kind of come in and out and just watch the little bit about another movie and then kind of go back out. Almost like you're watching little YouTube clips or something, but it's yeah. one long running uh, movie, which is really cool. How amazing is it, though? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, you know what? I would, as a, as a, you know, a fan of it and everything, I'd love to put together something like that. It's kind of like, mm -hmm. oh, I want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting, I too. Want, I want one for all the 90s movies that I grew up with. Because yes. I feel like they'd be mm. some cool shit there. Even though good. a lot of them were probably terrible, I still want it. <laughs> well, like, even doing this podcast, we're going to have, like, this big master list of, like, horror movies for people to check out. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, even, like, watching a documentary like that, like, you know, I, I think we all come up with some really good choices. But watching that documentary, I'm like, oh, there's, I didn't even think about that. But, yeah, that's a great movie to add and stuff. So, yeah, it's... Uh, that documentary is intense. Uh, it, it's a little too intense for me. I haven't, I've, I haven't finished it either. I started the, the first part. I haven't gotten to the second one yet, but uh, yeah, it's uh, there's, there's a lot of good stuff uh, on Shutter just in general. I've been really into the last drive-in with Joe Bob Briggs lately. Like every Friday night, sit down, order a pizza, watch that. They actually did Mandy on a recent one, and oh god, it was so funny. Like. If you have time on a Friday, you can go to Shutter. I think it's like you don't, you can't find it through the regular, like just finding a title. You have to go to like their live service where they just play things live. It's around like 6 p.m. on Pacific Standard Time on a Friday. It's if you're got some time to kill, it's it's pretty fun. Uh, they did Bride of Reanimator actually uh, a little while ago, and uh, watching that for the first time was <laughs> interesting. <laughs> oh man. Right of Reanimator was underrated, in my opinion. So, it is. I, I, and I think we we all expressed it. Our some of our dismay about some elements that weren't continued on from Reanimator into mm -hmm. it. Um, but yeah, I, I, operating on its own level, it it's still pretty fucking great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, dumbest decision. I'm just gonna go ahead and say stealing that money. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, as desperate as Marion was, um, and you know, at the same time, uh, looking at it, but by, by today's standards, she was almost gaslit into doing what she did anyway. So it's like it's a tough, it's a tough thing. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, you could also put it on Arbogast. Like, should Arbogast had maybe have had a spotter or anybody else while he was, you know, pawing around the Bates man, uh, Bates you know house and everything like uh mm. like nobody's gonna know 
that you know i mean if there is a killer in there like he has no backup yeah 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 that was my that was my dumbest decision was him going into that house alone because he immediately dies so yeah (laughs) nothing worked very well for him no at least at least he did get a call in to uh i think lila's the sister's name yeah uh, at least yeah. he got a call into her so she could follow up. But if he hadn't have done that, he would have just disappeared. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Um, yeah, that was the decision. Yeah. Uh, I think it's time to give this a rating. What do you think? What do y'all think? It's score wise. I can't. I can't not come away with this one again and again and again and again without giving it a ten. Because it is such a, it is landmark, and 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 I I know I said that before on, on about many sh- movies that we've covered on here, but um, this one really is. There's there's no better way to say it, and it's probably the one of the most landmark films. Uh, also, the one that we're going to talk about next as well, but uh, one of the most landmark films ever made. Because I mean, everything came from this movie. Mm. Uh, like I said, the sat slasher genre was born from this movie. Whether you want to admit it or not, it's the fucking truth. Um, so it's like, I, I mean, there's just so much perfection in this movie and, and so much uh, that was compounded and, and put on the anvil and, and uh, melted down and, and pressed into to everything that we love today. So... Uh, Psycho is a giant and one of, to me, one of the greatest pieces of cinema ever. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I can't think of a reason to not give it a 10. Like, mm. I, there's nothing in me that's going, oh, yeah, maybe other than just my own personal tastes in movies. Um, there's nothing necessarily in me that's like, yeah, no, this is more like this. But like. The Norman Bates character is, is so good. Um, the way that Anthony Perkins plays him is so good. And uh, you get attached to even... Um, mm-hmm. um, oh, I, I keep wanting to call her Marie Crane, but I know that's not her name. I know that's just the alias she gives. But like even her character, I loved her character. And I was sad when she died because I was like, no, she had so much. She's going to go back to Phoenix. She was going to... Like it all just comes together so well um story wise mm. in movie wise everything so i can't i feel like i have to agree with uh steve i can't not give it a 10 man i'm gonna feel like a jerk now I don't, don't feel no don't feel like a jerk <laughs> i'm giving this a nine i uh, i think my issue with the movie is more so the fact that it's just suffer from this idea that like you know a lot about this movie i think when you know a lot it just kind of takes away from a, like a little bit of the elements it's still a really good movie, but it's just a really tough movie to be like, you're going to get surprised by this. Like, I don't know if that I would be hard pressed to find anyone in this world who wouldn't know the twist of psycho. And mm-hmm. I think watching it, like it took away a little bit from my enjoyment, knowing that like the big twist is, you know, Norman Bates, his mother, all that. And when you know that it just kind of takes away a little bit from that, because it is such a main plot point and such a big mystery. I still found myself enjoying a lot of this movie. And I mean, nine out of 10, still really good. But yeah, I think that was my main thing is watching it. I'm like, okay, I, I kind of know a lot about this movie going in. It just took away a little bit from my enjoyment, but still would recommend that people watch this if they haven't already, or Hey, just rewatch it. Still really good. I mm-hmm. also want to give like a shout out to the credits, both the opening and closing, like 
so cool and inventive and i i mean hell even just for a title card sequence and ending card sequence i still really enjoyed what they were doing so mm-hmm. we'll say yeah. one one interesting thing about most people knowing the twist of psycho is that they don't fully put together that the twist is in the movie psycho if that makes sense yeah. So they've seen like the shower scenes where the or the shower kill. Um, they know who Norman Bates the character is and his relationship with his mother. But like when I was uh, watching this movie, uh, my husband had seen a, a scene over my shoulder, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, this is Psycho." And he's like, "Oh, that's the scene. That scene was in Psycho. I didn't realize it was in that movie, and I didn't realize also Norman Bates was also in that movie." So <laughs> it's interesting that there's almost like a, a a slight disconnect with the the spoilers that are out there that it's like they exist on their own separate from the actual movie. So Mm -hmm. if you were to go into psycho with someone who only kind of knew those bits and pieces, I think there would still be some surprises, even if you have a lot of it spoiled. That was kind of my experience at least with it, which was, it was so interesting because of how iconic those spoilers are on the internet, at least. (laughs) Yeah. And and I mean, I would still recommend people watch it because I think your takeaway might be slightly different than mine. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, still a really good movie and i think even if you know the twist there's still a lot to enjoy like i, I, I don't don't misinterpret this as kurt shitting on this movie because I, I mean nine out of ten i really like this movie it's just yeah i i think maybe for somebody who knows a lot about this movie already you're gonna find yourself maybe just checking your phone a little more than you otherwise might so i don't know still still would recommend you watch it i mean it's still a great movie for sure mm. Older movie. I think sometimes older movies just they have a different feel to them that I think some people it, it turns some people off too. And yeah. it's it gave me one of it gave me the bed for one of my favorite rap songs of all time. So, oh, did it? Yeah, you guys you guys know Busta Rhymes at all? A little bit, yeah. A little bit of Busta Rhymes. See, I'm a bit older than you guys, so it's like my I, like when rap was like really like <laughs> prevalent to me is probably at such a different time but he has a song called give me some more and it's it uses the psycho uh part of the psycho theme as as a bed for it oh, oh really? nice yeah i'll have to check it out yeah i highly recommend it i would you know in case i wouldn't want to get copyright hit i would play it for you guys right now but i don't want to get copyright hit no <laughs> You can just go open up your Spotify, check it out. You know. Yeah. Easy enough. Cool. Uh, Steve, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at the Steve Dead. My website is stevestebbing.ca, and I'm on The Shift with Shane Hewitt every week, uh, Thursday at 11 p.m. Pacific time. That's across Canada, so you can uh, find that one locally. Uh uh, and I'm also on Letterboxd. Uh, you can follow all my reviews there as well. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, no, that's it right now. Okay. And Taylor, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, is my microphone working? Yeah, I see it. Okay. Mostly <laughs> on the Tremble podcast uh, is where I am on the internet. Sometimes I post on social media. My username is Sarcianic. Uh, Twitter and Instagram. Other than that, if I do anything else, I uh, put a post up on my blog, which is blog. Nice. I'm over at threeingreeners.com where we've got practically content going up every other day. So, if not every day. You know what? There's just a ton of stuff. Just go check it out. Um, <laughs> I'm on Twitter, Film Criticurt, and I'm on Letterboxd, Fiddle Claw. 
you want to find out what I think about a particular movie. I've had some people say they like Letterboxd because they may think like, oh, what does Steve or Taylor or Kurt think of this movie? And they can just quickly look it up. So, yeah, it's <laughs> a quick and easy way if you want to find out if we like a movie or not. Maybe you're like sitting there thinking of watching Reanimator or something. So, all right. Well, until next time when we talk about Psycho, bye for now.